welcome to Barnet Humanists. I'm David, your host. This is a podcast aimed at atheist and humanist parents addressing how we talk to our kids about humanist ethics. I'd like to get better at having these discussions with my kids and hear from other parents and improve the world just a tiny bit one conversation at a time. This week's show, Should We Spank Children? So the first segment will be an interview with the mini-humanists, with my kids, asking them their views on this question. And then I've done a little roundup of some recent news pieces that have come out, unfortunately in the Telegraph mostly at the moment. Also elsewhere, a UN report and uh, some research on this question and my big long rant as to what I think about corporal punishment and beating children. So on with the show. So I'm recording with the mini humanists. Here's Una, who's three, and say hello, Una. Hello. And Theo, who's six. No, you're not. Seven. Yeah, you're seven now. You have to get used to saying that. <laughs> so I was wanted to record a little bit this week about whether grown-ups should be allowed to hit children. I'll ask you what you think. Do you think grown-ups should be allowed to hit children, Una? No. No, you have to talk, Una. We can't hear you if you... No. Why not? Because it's not true to do that. It's not true? Good. <laughs> oh, it's not good. What do you think about it, Theo? What if children are being really naughty? Should we not be allowed to hit them so they stop? No. Why not? Time out. Yeah, because time... So in our house, if, if children are being naughty, you have to sit on timeout. But some grown-ups think that doesn't work. Do you think it works if children are being really naughty and they get put on timeout? No. It doesn't yes. work? No, it does. Yeah? Why? why? Why do you think it works? Because... You don't get hurt. Yeah. And if you do get hurt, then actually the grown-up actually has to sort it. Oh, I see what you mean. So if a grown-up hits a child, then they get hurt, and then they have to sort out another problem, which is having the children be hurt. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and when you fall on, fall on the and you hurt yourself. Yeah, yeah. And then... And you got hurt on the scooter. Yeah. I want to tell you guys, that because in, in this country, in Britain, um, grown-ups are, are allowed to hit children if they want. Like mummies and daddies are allowed. It says that there's a law in England which allows children to be given, it's called reasonable punishment. And we, you can even use something like a belt, or you can use a cane. It says, as long as... Don't, don't, that's going to make lots of noise. Um, that, uh, the, uh, the cane, as long as the cane or the belt doesn't leave a mark on your skin, then that's okay. Do you think that's a good law, or do you think we should change it to say that... Change it! Yeah. Change it! Yeah? You think that no grown-ups should be allowed to hit children? 
What do you think we should do if a grown-up starts hitting children? Like if they're the daddy or the mummy and they hit the children to say, well, I have to hit them. Make a, a special certificate that says no, no hitting grown-ups. Right. So it's for a certificate for the grown-ups to tell them that they're not allowed to do hitting. Yeah? What do you think, Theo? What do you think we should do if grown Pay money. They should have to pay money? Yeah. Yeah? Like a fine? Yeah. Uh-huh. How, do you, can you think how much money would be a good amount? Mm, one pound. One pound? Yeah? Mm. What do you think, Theo? Ten pounds. Ten pounds? Yeah. So the, if... If you're found to be hitting your children, you should have to pay £10. Yeah. And what do you think that money should go towards? What should we do with that money? Good thing. Pay yeah. money! <laughs> like uh. roads, police... Or cards. <laughs> or uh. cards. OK. Police, doctors and roads. Yeah. Yeah, some people think Ambulance. we... Ambulances. Ambulances, yeah. I want to talk. Yeah, what do you want to say? Um, I don't know. <laughs> well, maybe you've got one last thing to say. What do you think will happen to the children? How will they think or how will they feel um, if their mummies and daddies hit them when they're naughty? How will the children think? Angry. Feel? Think they'll feel angry? Yes. Yeah. I want to Yeah, you can say something else if you want. So what do you think you how would it feel, Luna, if mummy or daddy hit you when you're naughty, how would you feel? Good. You'd feel good. You think I should we should spank you, hit you when you're naughty, and you'd you'd feel good about it. No. <laughs> bad. You'd feel bad about it. Oh. Right, you want to it was the end of the recording, should we say bye-bye? Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye. <laughs> I want bye, to do something. Bye. Yeah, I need a So I thought I'd do a reflection today on why do we beat children? And I've got a few references that I thought I'd pull up, both from news and, well, a few different places on this topic. Uh, so the first one is an article that I found from The Telegraph from just the 4th of July, 2017, so not long ago. The article's entitled, British Parents Should Be Banned From Smacking United Nations, Report Says. Sorry, I didn't use the commas properly there. I'll say that again. British parents should be banned from smacking, United Nations report says. This is a very classic Telegraph headline, which is sort of designed to uh, to wind up the sort of audience you get from the Telegraph will think, you know, oh, what next if we can't smack children? What's next? We're going to have police coming around our house every time we uh, you know, try to beat somebody. This is going to be your classic audience. So the, according to this article, uh, Britain should introduce an outright ban on parents smacking their children in, quote, all settings, including the home, unquote. So again, this is playing up to the Telegraph audience who think that they should be able to do whatever they want in their home, include, including beat their children. Back to the article. A controversial United Nations report has insisted the UN Human Rights 
committee report called on the government to outlaw all forms of corporal punishment. The proposal would go further than the existing laws in England and Wales, which allow children to be given, quote, reasonable punishment, unquote, providing implements such as a cane or a belt are not used, and the blow does not cause an injury or a bruise. So rather than reacting at the fact that the United Nations are pulling up the UK for its rather backward laws regarding corporal punishment, the Telegraph is uh, throwing its hands up at the absurdity of such a human rights commission interfering in in our lives and our politics. I mean, really, the reaction should be to think, gosh, if the United Nations has to step in here, maybe this is a little bit backward. And what is it we're saying is backward? Well, so here's the situation in the UK. You can beat your children and cause them physical and emotional pain, even quite intense physical pain. Right? I can understand that emotional pain is harder to quantify. But you can cause your children pretty much all the physical pain you want, as long as you are neither using implements nor leaving a trace on the child's body. Now, think about that for a minute. That means that situations will be going to court, cases will be going to court where parents have inflicted intense pain on their children. Some of those parents being presumably quite sadistic people. There are people out there who are psychopaths and will hurt children, we know that. But uh, the UK courts won't be able to do anything much about that because the law explicitly states that if you haven't left a trace in their body or used an implement, there is nothing they can do. I can easily imagine being somebody, uh, well, hopefully not myself, but I can easily imagine a person who knows the law well enough to know how not to break that law and yet do a heck of a lot of damage to a child. It helps to have a definition of corporal punishment in the UK. And the fact that even in July 2017, this country is being pulled up for this problem. So, I suppose, on to my main crux in all this, that corporal punishment is a very damaging thing. I don't see why it's necessary. I don't understand that there are any good arguments, or I've never heard any good arguments in favour of corporal punishment. But there are very good arguments against it, and largely the arguments run that, uh, number one, it doesn't work. It's not an effective way of disciplining children. So my concern here is that as a dad and as a humanist, I'm interested in what other humanist parents think about this issue and how they approach corporal punishment, I'd be surprised if it was something that was very popular among humanists, but who knows? I mean, there are humanists of all colors and stripes, right? So it would be interesting to hear back from people on this. But my understanding is that corporal punishment is, yeah, A, not necessary. It doesn't work. B should be pretty obvious. It causes more harm than good. So with the intention of doing some sort of short-term good, in other words, stopping your child from doing something damaging to others or themselves, you're going to go ahead and hurt them, cause them physical pain. And it's possible that can work in the short term, that if your son or your daughter or child you're responsible for 
knows that they're going to get a smack for mistreating a friend or for doing some other stupid thing, or maybe even something quite harmful or dangerous, then maybe they won't do it there and then. But what about the long term? I think people who are in favour of corporal punishment, uh, the Telegraph types who throw their arms up at this sort of UN report, don't really think past that short term. They don't think, well, what happens when that child gets big enough and old enough to inflict pain on other children? Right? So they see that dad doesn't mind smacking me round the head, or maybe dad is cuter than that and will cause me some other pain when he sees me do something nasty or bully somebody. So what, no, what I need to do is make sure I get big enough, for one thing, bigger than dad, right? When I get bigger than dad, it's all over. All bets are off. Or when I get big enough or fast enough to run away from dad, then this, this it's no longer a punishment. Uh, the other thing that is I think it causes children to sort of turn in on themselves and rather than do the bad behavior, they still want to do it, right? They don't have a good reason to stop behaving badly or mistreating other kids or whatever the behavior is you're trying to, to deter them from. They haven't heard any good reason. They haven't been talked through the process uh, of why they shouldn't do it. They just want to avoid pain. And even if they have been talked through it, I think for a small child, a toddler, a child you know, below the age of reason, below 11 or 12 years old, there's no conversation that's going to register when physical pain is on offer. So you, even if a parent did say, well, I'm going to talk you through why I'm about to beat you, and there are all kinds of great reasons, and here's what they are, and so on. This is the stuff of sort of George Orwell's short stories from his biography from his childhood when he used to be told all about how it was going to hurt the headmaster more than it would hurt him when he was spanked by a, with a paddle in whatever revolting preparatory school he went to. Well, that conversation just is meaningless when you're five years old and somebody's holding a paddle and you know that they're going to hurt you with it. So it doesn't work and it also encourages a mentality of sort of serfdom and of a child knowing that they're physically weaker and until such time as they get strong enough they can't fight you but one day they'll get stronger and if understanding that might equals right and you know all, all of that sort of thing so it just doesn't seem to me that there are any good arguments in favor of it and there are plenty of good arguments against it and I've never heard anything convincing the other way so Let's move on here to another uh, article. Again, this is a Telegraph piece, this time from December 2014 by Christopher Hope, senior political correspondent, no less. Parents should be allowed to smack their children, the Education Secretary has said. Nikki Morgan said that allowing reasonable chastisement was access, uh, acceptable as long as it was no more than, quote, a tap on the hand or a mild smack on the bottom. Unquote. There's something terribly English about the way this is being phrased. So Nikki Mor Morgan, who is the Tory, the Conservative MP, who, who rose to fame and to power as Education Secretary, has apparently a very kind of Monty Python-esque 
tacit approval of corporal punishment, as long as it's a smack on the bottom. Fair enough for her to say that, and silly enough in the way that it's phrased. But again, think of how this is received by some people, who may not be especially nuanced in their way of treating children, who may be likely to cause them violence. What are the effects of that violence? What are some of the long-term consequences? Michelle last week really had me reflecting on what some of the longer-term public health consequences can be of problems that children come across in the immediate. This really seems to me to be one of them. What is Nikki Morgan saying in advertising, and how is it going to be really received by people? What effects will physical violence on children have in the longer term? How can those effects even be measured? i get back to the article. Parents should be allowed to smack their children. Oh, read that bit. Mrs. Morgan was asked on a Sky News debate by James, aged 11, if she thought it was shameful and that smacking should be banned because Britain was one of a handful of European countries where it is legal for children to be hit. Mr. Morgan says, should say Mrs. Morgan, said, quote, I don't want to criminalise parents if that's the decision that they take to discipline their child. There's what, we have, there's what we have called reasonable chastisement. I don't know whether it's just a tap on the hand or a mild smack on the bottom, but I think as politicians we struggle with this all the time. When does government make a decision? When do we allow our parents or carers to make that decision? So bizarrely, Nikki Morgan seems to be playing up to an almost US conservative sort of political audience, you know, the government stepping in my house and telling me how to run things and not to beat my child. Yeah, that's right. The government does step into your life. If you ha- have a car and you run somebody over with it, or even if you, you know, break the speed limit, well, yeah, the government interferes in your life. That's their job. If you do something that's going to cause harm to other people, then the government's job is to try to do something about that. So can and should the government intervene if adults, whoever they are, but specifically parents in this case, are likely to harm a child? Yeah, I think they should intervene. Should they intervene heavy-handedly straight away? No, I think there are probably steps to this. There are degrees, there are ways that can be done gradually, but... Yeah, eventually, if somebody's harming a child or hurting them physically and they don't stop and they've been given help as to how to discipline children better and they don't take that and it continues, then I think something should be done. Yes, the government should be allowed to intervene in my family and my life if I were causing harm to my children. Absolutely. The last piece I've got here that I'd like to uh, speak about it's particularly UK-based, so I got this from OxfordBibliographies.com, and it's a um, study, so that abstract for a study on discipline and punishment by George W. Holden, last reviewed 13th of May 2015. I'll give you a couple of lines from the extract and abstract in a moment, but what it's effectively saying, to my mind, is just damning for this argument that well, corporal punishment could or should work or should at least be allowed it's just very clear it's a slam dunk case in this study and in a number of other studies so these are meta-analyses 
of several studies. That means that you don't just take one study in one place in one group of people and, if you like, draw conclusions for everybody in the whole world from that study. You effectively put together the data from a large number of studies to try and co create a more broad, a sort of broader conclusion, to draw a broader conclusion from a range of studies. So this, this is backed up with a heck of a lot of research, this particular piece. And what it's effectively saying is that good behavior in children is not correlated with physical punishment, with corporal punishment. Or simply put, corporal punishment doesn't work. Um, but negative behaviors from children are correlated with phys physical or corporal punishment. So here's how it's put in the abstract. I won't read the whole thing, just a couple of lines from it. Um, disciplinary techniques are those methods used by parents to correct misbehavior, discourage inappropriate behavior, and gain compliance from children. These techniques consist of a variety of actions and reactions, um, which include such common techniques as reasoning, psychological control, coercion by threats, or corporal punishment, timeouts, withdrawals of privileges, or ignoring. Some investigators found in a group of disciplinary techniques labeled, quote, ineffective discipline, but also called, quote, maladaptive, dysfunctional, or inept, unquote, parenting. Such actions inadvertently reinforce misbehavior or model inappropriate behavior. Although most of the research on discipline is focused on parental punishments, Attention is now being devoted to the topics of child compliance, autonomy, self-regulation, and ways of engaging children in cooperative interactions, rather than control-based ones under the label of, quote, positive discipline, unquote. This is effectively saying that the beating of children seems to be, if not an acceptable practice in liberal European culture, still a widespread practice, and that it doesn't work. It seems to be painting a rather broad brush, but if you like the mentality, the psychology of discipline, right? If I'm going to control this child, I'm going to impose uh, this behavior on them, isn't effective. Ways to educate children to self-regulate, to self-discipline, these techniques do work. So if you're doing uh, timeouts in a way that is effectively discipline. I'm going to do this to you. I'm going to control your behavior. And that's your approach to it. Well, the research simply doesn't support that approach. If, however, you hold a timeout in which you're talking to your child about behavior, asking them questions, probing, well, you just hit somebody. Well, is that a good way for people to behave towards each other, should I do that to you? Um, then children are far more likely to develop better behaviors and to understand those better behaviors. It's kind of common sense, and I think anybody who's had a good role model or parent in their life knows that this is really how they always went about it. That's all for this week. Thank you for listening. We've got some exciting shows coming up. I'm going to have Adam Reeks, who's the host of the Herd Mentality podcast, coming up in the end of July. We're going to also going to have, uh, in somewhere in mid-August, uh, Lisa Lau reviewing Arundhati Roy's new novel. And 
Coming up next week is going to be an episode on how to raise children as feminists. So thanks again for listening. I'm Barnet Humanist. You can reach me, David, at Barnet Humanist Twitter and barnethumanist at gmail.com. Till then, take care.